Good evening, friends. Welcome back to the front porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and I am joined by Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? How was your Monday? Oh boy, am I exhausted. What a <laughs> weekend slash week slash whatever. Exhausted is the right word. I'm feeling. Uh, how's my Monday? And whoa, just just want to sleep for a lot just, longer. Just, just wore out. Just wore um, out. Well, I am sure that your weekend, because um, as previously discussed, you had ICGCon, your big uh, board yeah. game weekend, that I am often present for, right. uh, but yeah. due to some some poor planning and oversight on my part, I am I'm not in Indiana yet, though I will be in a couple weeks. So I, I, I will say that your your presence was missed. Pe- yeah. People did mention yeah. you not being there. It's like, hey, Dennis is one of because we were talking about who who wasn't able to make it, and mm-hmm. and, and, and they were like, oh, Dennis, and then I had to you know explain the whole. You know, he doesn't live in the area anymore, guys, for the most part. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes I don't live yes. there. It just depends. Uh, but no, it, it, yeah, it was it was good. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about this weekend, from games to movies to TV to film. So you want to you wanna jump right into that? Well, let me get a, get a quick real-life story out of the way first. Oh, okay, sure. Not that uh, playing board games isn't real life, but... Um, <laughs> I, uh, where, where the campground where I am currently located is about a uh, half hour, 40 minutes outside of San Antonio, Texas. Um, okay. I was here last year around like January, February. Uh, that's when I went to the, um, uh, the missions national historic sites. I don't know if that's the right name. Wait, for you're it. in Texas. Did you hang yes. out with our buddy, Justin? He's in Texas. No, I saw that he was he was in <laughs> Dallas. He posted a picture from the grassy knoll, and uh, I was like, "Oh, I, I almost thought, boy, we're close. We should like meet up." Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm outside San Antonio. I'm probably like six hours from Dallas. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> that was kind of the joke. There was that you know people people will say that all the time. It's like, uh, "Hey, you work at IU. I know this guy. Do you know him?" <laughs> like, right, right. It's the same thing I with always, Texas. Oh, I I got family in Texas. Who who are they? I might know them. Like. Yeah, yeah I always is. I always think of it's like one of the last scenes in Fiddler on the Roof when they're all um they're all leaving, they're getting pushed out by the the Cossacks, the Russians. Yeah. And he's talking to one of his buddies, Tevya, right, the main the dad. Um RIP by the way. And uh he is um He died this week, you know that, right? Who uh Topol? Yep. I did not hear that. That's yeah. I just want, it's funny that it's really weird that you brought this up of all times. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. But um, he says he asks his friend, "Where's Where's he going?" And he says, "Oh, I'm going to Chicago, America." And he says, "Oh, I'm going to New York, America. We'll be neighbors." <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, that's that's a joke for the audience, right?" Um, yeah, right. Anyway, I uh, as I say, went into town Saturday for a couple reasons. Um, I wanted to go to a KFC so that I could buy something and get <laughs> access to the, the the early beta for Diablo Four, which is very okay. silly. But I was like, I was like, I've got to run some errands anyway. I got to pick up groceries, and I've got a small leak in my sink. I think I mentioned that before. Um, I want to get some parts for that, and I got a flat tire uh, on the way. Awesome. I've got my my vehicle is new enough. It's got tire pressure monitoring systems and all the tires and so the alert came on and i could see the pressure slowly going down while i was still driving so i'm like i gotta pull over and deal with this sure enough i could see the head of a a little bolt 
or screw or something sticking out of the tire and air coming out of it. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to deal with this. Of course I know how to change a tire and I have a jack beyond just the, uh, you know, the one that comes with your car, that crappy, uh, scissor jack. So I had all the parts, but I'm like pulled over well off the road, fortunately, but it's like gravel and I'm in Texas. So it was every bit of like, 90 degrees oh my gosh it's so crazy it's so freezing cold yeah. here yeah yeah it's it's cold it's still like nearly freezing up in lagrange where i used to live but even even down southern indiana it's still pretty cold um but uh yeah i dealt with all that fortunately i had everything i needed the jeep has a full size spare tire um i had water because i needed water because i was just sweating <laughs> uh <laughs> like crazy um and yeah that was most of that whole story um i don't think that's that's hard to understand i, I, I gotta say it's hard to understand because it's so cold right now it's just right freezing. right uh, it was i mean it was fine like i'm outside and there's a breeze and i'm like i can handle this like i know how to do all this stuff i even toyed with the idea of getting the the patch kit and patching the tire myself because I've definitely done that too. Um, and I was like, you know what? They'll do it at, at the auto. I went to Walmart, um, at their, their auto, uh, tire center. And I'm like, I'll just have them do it. Cause otherwise I got to do all this stuff with the Jack again at camp. And it's, you know, the, it's kind of tight to get under there. And, for some reason I'm missing the handle for my jack. Like I have another piece of my camper hitch system that I was able to use for a handle, but it's not the right handle and um and all of this stuff and I'm like, I'll just have them do it. And then aside from waiting like about an hour, which was fine because like I said I had to do grocery shopping anyway, so I just wandered around Walmart and did all my shopping. It cost fifteen bucks what? to get it patched. And I'm like I would have spent probably almost 10 on that patch kit. Like, yeah, that's absolutely worth not having to do all this stuff with the jack again. <laughs> Plus oh, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a Jeep. So the tires are big, right? Like I can lift them, but they're heavy. Like yesterday I'm, you know, uh, cause it's Monday. So this happened Saturday. And then yesterday I'm doing stuff, walking the dog and I'm like, man, my shoulders ache and my legs are kind of sore. I'm like, Oh, I'm, <laughs> freaking lifting tires and stuff all the um <laughs> doing doing heavy work yeah yeah so that was i don't want to say it's an adventure that's too big of a word but it was a, <laughs> it was a, it was a bit of an ordeal we'll say um yeah. but uh yeah find it, yeah it is it is a hard thing to understand remembering like the hot 90s versus the you know negative degree temperatures and when you're when you're in the negative you're like I mean, the summer must be beautiful. When you're in the summer, you're like, oh, the winter, it's so much colder, I can't wait, you know. Right, of, right. Of those kind of disparities, but. I, I did have a nice Sunday morning um, because it's, now that that heat has come through, it's gotten cool again. Mm -hmm. um, actually, today, didn't have to run my air conditioning at all, which I'm sure I've mentioned this before. The camper is a little bit of a hot box. Like, if it gets, if it gets above, like, 74 or 5 outside, it's almost 80 in the camper and then I have to run the AC. Right. Um, and I did yesterday for a couple hours. Um, but in the morning it was like, 
I don't know, 58-ish when I when I got up at like 9, 10, because Sunday morning. Um, and so I sat outside. I made a little fire and um, did some reading, and it was nice. Nice. Man, I don't, I don't even want to go near the windows. <laughs> um, well, uh, yeah, I don't have any happy news about that one. It, it snowed here. It was wet snow. and I mean, it, we, we even said that not wow. a an ICG con without it without snow, um, wasn't a lot, just enough where it was big, thick, wet, huge, heavy snowflakes <laughs> coming down, um, and then they they kind of melt as they hit hit the ground. I like you uh, said it wasn't a lot, and then you used like five adjectives for large. <laughs> well, it, it did. It, they were like kind of like stuck together type stuff, so they came sure, down in big, these clunks type things. Big, heavy, uh, wet flakes, I guess. Right, and then, it would, and then it would come down like that. And it was never like a whiteout type stuff. It was just like came down and then would go away and stop sure. snowing. And then, then you'd look out, is it snowing? Oh, no, it's not snowing anymore. And then it's snowing. You wouldn't know it. But, so it didn't last. Like it wasn't winter blast, but it is, it is very cold. So the, you know, just staying inside, and um, which I got to do a lot of times. We, we, last year we stayed at this place. Uh, they, they have a hot tub, so we, would, we did the hot tub thing. I was... I was going to ask if you all did the hot tub again. We, we did not because it was raining. Not that it matters mm. when you're in the hot tub, but it was cold rain. <laughs> oh you know? yeah, that's so that, that that's doesn't different. sound like a fun experience. Yeah, so we were, and I know a lot of people were kind of looking forward to it. But to transition over to the the weekend, it was um, there was a lot of games. Like we were playing a lot constantly. There were just sometimes we'll have things where we will get together and have breaks and hang out and eat dinner and maybe chill around the TV or things, but this, this year was just constant. Everyone playing games from when they got up to when they, to four in the morning, you know, four thirty. Yeah. Morning. That's, that's been my, my observation about that because our, I mean, we've, we've, I want to say we've lost because, you know, I'm, I'm thinking specifically of our buddy Cogswell, who is not, nothing happened to him. He just lives in Ohio now. Um, <laughs> we lost him. He went to Ohio. He's gone, um, gone forever. Um, Right, right. Um, no one can find when, him. We're not going to. We're certainly not going to go looking for him in, in that in the Ohio lands. Right in in, <laughs> in Ohio. I actually have a, a well, my neighbor, campground neighbor, um, is from Ohio, and I chat with him when he's outside. If I'm walking by with the dog, a survivor is that they call, um, they call them survivors. Right, right. Well, I could see the, you know, I could see the plates on his on his motorhome and on his on his vehicle on his car. And I was like, "Oh, whereabouts in Ohio are you from?" Because I'm uh, uh, from Indiana. Where, were, you, were you like, "I know a guy in Ohio. I bet you're best friends." <laughs> I, well, not best friends, but I, <laughs> I said I have a buddy who lives in Athens because he's from Columbus, so he's in the middle uh-huh. of the state. Um, anyway, um, our group plays games, but there's a there's a limit on it, right? Like people can only yeah. do so, so much before it gets too late, or people get a little too inebriated and and it takes a, but but one of my observations about icg con was and you even told me before the first time um i was honored enough to be invited um that it is very much like in the past you'd had like significant others or whomever come and mm-hmm. were just like oh fun weekend hang out and it's like no we because you were hosting it at your house like we have limited space and this is what we want to do there's no there's no walk in the hall. There's no going out to lunch, Gen Con kind of stuff. <laughs> right. We're right. just games, games, games. Like, maybe we'll stop to eat, but if you can eat while you're playing a game, that would be ideal. Kind of right. exaggerating Spring a little bit. Over here. But, right. 
um yeah get get crumbs and and pizza grease all over the cards uh, <laughs> it's totally fine yeah that, and that's kind of what we were doing and i think with the hot tub thing is that we just we wanted to but we wanted to do all these other things mm-hmm. and 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 i i feel like i played a bunch of games but really in hindsight it was only like four or five maybe and and they i i play not short games i should be uh clear right. about that. i don't Clearly. i play games that are an hour yeah. or more um which which I that's what I like. We we had a discussion mm-hmm. about this too. Is you know with the, the people that we have, we used to have over twenty five every year, and we've intentionally pared it down to like fifteen mm-hmm. because of the Airbnb that we're doing. And um, uh, so we, you know, you, you you have less people to play less types of games. I guess you know there, there's still right. so if there's four, you're still playing with you know three tables or four tables, something like that. At, at most, um, but right. you're not going to be able to play of the wall of games that we have. You're not going to be able to play the, all the games. You just there's just not enough time. No, we, no, I try. That's why I'm so exhausted right now. You know, <laughs> fall, falling asleep at at four thirty, and then you go to sleep in a. I actually had a bedroom this time, but you start to hear people. You know, at eight o'clock in the morning, nine o'clock in the mm. morning, walking around there. They're talking and they're doing stuff and you will occasionally hear a dice roll. And then when you hear that on the side of your head, you're like, I'm missing out. I want to go do the mm-hmm. thing. That's what I'm here mm-hmm. for. There's only like one day left, right? It's Saturday right. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you, you get up and you start again and, you know, get some coffee. And it, the best part about it being in a place like this, where you just stumble out the door and sit down at the table in your PJs and start playing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, but we've talked about all this before. Uh, I, um, any differences for this year was uh, we were at the same place. Um, we, we still have at this new place, a, a, a dish with the television connecting to the Wi-Fi, So we can't cast anything. Mm. Uh, it's a real letdown, but uh, our buddy Pat was there and he came to the rescue and hooked up an HDMI to his laptop. So we got to watch some things, but again, we weren't watching things a lot. So, um, except for the, the, the IU game, which we got to watch. Um, oh, right. Which was good. So anyway, uh, play, things they played. Um, I should pull up my list real quick. I don't want to go into details about them. It would take up all of our time, so let's not do that. Um, I will say I, the, the games that I played that are worth talking about, uh, I played the Transformers deck building game, which I own. I've always played it solo, so I didn't get a, um, I got to play it with multiplayer, which was, okay. was cool. Yeah, we talked about that two weeks ago last week yeah yeah yeah. so i I gave my my you can go back and listen to that one if you want to talk about how the game is and works but um i I enjoy it solo um but you know it's different when you're playing with people um and i knew that there when i brought it in people were very interested wanting to play um Mm -hmm. but it plays up to five i didn't know how that was going to play with five um so when i went down i grabbed it and I was heading downstairs, and everyone, as I passed by them, was like, "Are you playing that? Are you playing that? I want to play that. I want to play that." <laughs> uh, but so I didn't have enough. Pe- I didn't have. There's more than five people wanting to so play. So you, pl- but you played with the full five. No, we played. No. With, we played two games of four. Oh. Um, so the the way the wow. the this set works is that when you buy the Transformers deck building game, like the core set, whatever the box, it has a whole game in it where your Autobots playing against Decepticons. And then they have expansion right. uh, that, that adds cards. And then they have like a, another big box expansion and it's set the other way where it's all Decepticons playing against Autobots. Right, right. And the cards can be mixed and whatnot, but you have enough for two games. They're standalone games. So I was like, well, we've got eight people here. Let's just play 
two games. So we put them side by side and played one table, played Autobots versus Decepticons, and then played Decepticons versus Autobots. Um, and it was good. A good time had by all. I was really happy with the pace of it. Everybody playing it was like really enjoying themselves, which is a, you know hmm. a big thing. Um, sure. I thought turns would take too long. I had a feeling turns were going to take too long, and they really did not. They really just don't. Um, nice. So, so you can, especially with four, I think five probably would have made it worse. Yeah, that's that's a lot for a, a deck builder. It, it is, and um, so having four, we can we know what's going to happen. And oftentimes, like when you trigger something, like you have to see what what the deck is. If you think of a normal deck builder game, there's a market, and you see the cards that are out. But in this game, you don't know the cards. You don't know what's there. They're all face down. So sure. on the off turns, people are turning them up. And they have kind of effects that affect you, uh, and mm. w- when you're off turn, so you're it's it behooves you to sit there and kind of watch what's happening, uh, okay. which which helps it. It's not all like that, but that's something that kind of keeps you going. And I, like I said, the turns aren't terribly quick, at least quick or long. We weren't really um, taking that long, so yeah, it was fun. We we all played it, had a good time, and played the credit of it. Uh, let's see, that was that one. The uh, the highlights. There are three highlights. I'll go through them real quick. Heroes of Dominaria is a Magic the Gathering game, and I wouldn't think of this would have been very good, but it was very fun. Turns were very quick. Um, okay. And it, it's a game that lasts about an hour, and it's we played it with four players, and it was only an hour, but it was it was just so excellent. I I love that you you're you're the best thing. So it's it's one of those games that you're just uh, just a quick understanding of the how, what kind of game it is. You ever have those games where You've got a you've got a player board. I'm thinking of Scythe, where you take a piece and like you spend enough resources to get the town or village, whatever. You take it off your player mat and put it onto the board to say you've made a village. And then when you've taken that off on your player board, you can see that it gives you a resource. Now what was underneath it? Sure. Um, and, and that's that's what this is. So it's got a whole bunch of those things that you you spend the resource, put it out there, and then you get more points as you put more things out there. Um, and so th- that's a very, very generic way to say it. I won't go into it. You can go watch it online. But it was fun. It's, it was very themed. So it had a, a magic theme to it. The The play mechanics felt magic-y. Like you, it wasn't just a skin on a game, which I expected. Now um, you're, talking, you're talking capital M, Magic, MTG, Magic the Gathering. Yes, Magic the Gathering. Okay. It's based on that. It's, this is called Heroes of Dominaria. I guess Dominaria is one of their sets. I'm not sure. Sure. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's a nice looking game. The it's fun to play. Uh, you don't have a you you know what you're going to do on your turn. You've got very kind of limited actions, but they're all very relevant. So you don't have there's not a whole lot of analysis paralysis because um, you can do a thing or you can't do a thing. That's just kind of all there is to it. And um, there's some very little PvP, but there's some in the fact that you're all playing the same board. Someone can take your resources. That's sure, that kind sure. of extent to it. Um, but, you know, you, a lot of times analysis paralysis happens in these games by people, what are all the odds of doing all the choices? Well, here mm-hmm. you can see your turn and you've got like four choices and you only have so many mana, which is resources, so you can only right, do right. so much. And you just do it and then it's over to the next guy. And then it's only nine rounds, so you're done fast. Sure. And especially the, okay. the first half they're done, which is nice. So big props, thumbs up to that one. Really surprised. I think I got it for something like 10 bucks at Gen Con in the shrink wrap. So really big buy. <laughs> we'll play it with our, our friend group, uh, see how they liked it. So, so I can nice. uh, 
last two, Stardew Valley. Played Stardew Valley, the board game. Um, right. If you've played Stardew Valley, the the, um, the video game, okay. this tries to do its best to uh, take all of the things that you do in the video game and put them on a board game. Um, so you like have to go to the community center, get enough resources to make bundles. Uh, you got to okay. make friends in the my, town. My crops. My, un- my understanding of that game, because I always dropped off of it pretty early, mm-hmm. is that the whole point is to figure out what specific gifts your favorite um, single girl in town likes, and then <laughs> sure. and then get her to to move in with you or something, right? That, that, that's what everybody talks about. But yeah, no the the actual point of the game is that uh, you it's find out, yeah. right? You find out about about a I don't know pretty soon I think in the in the gameplay loop that um there's this decrepit old town center and you want to revive it oh yeah 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 yeah. i I got that far oh yeah sure and and so you have to do these like collect things right collect certain crop amount of crops or mining Mm. things or whatever like you have to do all the things in the game basically right and and complete them and that's what that's what the board game kind of centers around is that there's there's all the things on the board that you can do. You can fish, you can and get better at fishing. The mechanics they've got, and they've got a farming mechanic, and uh, mining. It's it's there's all sorts of little mini games, just like there is in the game across the board. And right you can't really do them all yourself. It's a co-op game. So oh, okay. So, so you, like I can't unlike the unlike the actual game where you can upgrade your pick and upgrade your watering can and upgrade your whatever. Um, here you only get one. So basically, I, I was the farmer because I had the watering can. So my specialty was to go and have good, increase the crops, build good stuff, sell them at the market, make us all money. Whereas the okay. other guy that I was playing with was good at fishing. So he had the fishing pole and he kept upgrading it and was good to go and okay. play the fishing minigame right. a lot. I could fish, little, but not anywhere near as good as him. It, it sounds a little socialist. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's Stardew Valley, right? They're all uh, a commune okay, kind sure, of type thing. Sure, yeah, yeah, a little farm. So, I I, I enjoyed it. Uh, the big, I think the big um, negative ding that this game has is that uh, people were scared to play it because it said forty five minutes per player. Somebody hit something, oh, okay, and that's huge, yeah. right? Like nobody wants to jump into that. That's a lot. That's a lot for an IP game, right? For a yeah, for a licensed for game because you know those have a reputation for being not great. I, I agree with all those statements. And I think everyone there did too. So they were like very hesitant. But I really wanted to play it because I, I like Stardew Valley. And Dane, the guy that was running it and owned it, had played it several times and really enjoyed it and wanted to play it. I was like, I'll okay, play it with you. you. I'm ready to go. Um, so the thing there is that I did not see that. We did not experience it. Dane said it didn't take 45 minutes player. He didn't think it, it was that at all. But he'd only played it two player. And... um he when I played it with him, he had it set up real quick and easy because he played it several times, and okay. he explained it very succinctly. And you know, we kind of jumped into it as we're playing. But he was concise in his explanation, and we just started moving along and playing right away. So we didn't have that hour long figure out what's going on thing. Hmm. Um, it was just kind of there and ready to go. And anything that came up, he could he could like tell you the answers. You know, like, like I, well, how do I? How do I get gems? He'd say, well, you can get it from here and here. This is the way to do it, right? So that was nice. He didn't have to explain everything at the beginning. He, was, he just did a real, real thumbs up to him for that. So we cut down on that, got right in the game. And the whole thing was 45 minutes. Like, we were over and done. And we were just moving quickly, too. So it was, a, hey, we got it. We got money. Can you go make money? Yeah, cool. I, uh, <laughs> I'm going to go fish because we need fish. And that's what we do in our turn. 
you know, okay. it, was, it was kind of, if you're not, again, I can see how everybody sits around and talks about everything they're going to do and really mm. map everything out. But sure, it was sure. just, we won very on the last day of the, the year, but we won. And um, yeah, you just, just play the game. You know, I think sometimes the, the analysis paralysis stuff just adds so much to time and you of lose course, out in yeah. playing the game. All right, last one is called Tailmore. I never heard of this before. Buddy Dave was like all excited about it. He plays it with his daughter, who's like seven. Okay. Um, and uh, right, all that already is not like a big selling point. Um, <laughs> so, so I'm like, why are we going to play this final? I'm, I'm just cautious. I have nothing uh, yeah. inherently against seven year olds. No, no, but... I'm with you. I'm with you. Like, why do I want to play a seven year old game here? You know, just yeah. leave that stuff at home. Um, but he, he nothing was wrong with, about playing with nothing it. wrong with Candyland, but you know, at a certain point, <laughs> exactly. So like, okay, I, I, he just, I want you to play this. I'll play this. So we came down there and I think four of us played it. It was real late, like three in the morning. Um, and it's a role playing game. Okay. He described it as a dungeon crawl, but I don't, I don't know if I'd call it that. It's a role playing game, uh, where you have tiles and like minis on the map. Right. All right. And, and I'm, I'm like, okay. How, how are they going to do this? Is there a lot of stuff, mechanics I have to learn? He's like, no, no, no. We don't have to learn anything. You're just going to jump in and start playing. Like, what? So it's an app game, meaning that you play it with an app. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And you start out. You, you, the whole party has um, one mini. It's like a mini for the party, right? And it just looks <laughs> okay. like a mini. And there's no, like, um, positioning or anything. It just shows that you're on this tile. Um, and the, here's the key part. The entire, every single thing in the game has a QR code on it. Like every little token, every, your character, all right, all right. Um, the, 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 the rooms, everything has tiles on it. And you'll go in, it'll give flavor text, and you read the story. And as you're reading through the story, it'll tell you like, and this long, dark hallway, J7. So you know, like put, put hallway J7 down, right? You know, put, mm-hmm. put that down. And it describes it. And it says like, there's a lever in it. And it, it says lever E4. So you take a little token, it's a lever, and you put it in that room. And it's got a QR code on the back um, with a, with a metal box, QR code on the back, et cetera, et cetera. And then your actions, everybody has the, basically the same actions. You can inspect, you can use, um, you can pass, and some other silly thing. But they're all just very generic. Um, so you go in the room and you do like, I want to examine the room. And you hit... You hit on the on the on. You can do it on either on one central hot seat on the app, or just mm-hmm. like your own. Everybody can sync to a game and play on your own phones. Okay. And you can say, "I." You click the examine button, and then you and it says, "What do you want to examine?" And then the QR code camera thing comes up, and you examine what you want to examine, and it tells you what it is. And then you say, "I want to use lever," right? Sure. And then it, it and you scan the lever. And it, it, it's real smart. It's really, really intelligent because if you scan the wrong thing, it says, like, we, we put the wrong tile down. And they were like, sorry, you're doing something wrong here. This tile isn't part of your adventure. You're like, hmm. oh, okay. Um, right. and, and then it would have things like um, when we were exam- – I examined the metal box. And it was like – or I was like, okay, it's a metal box. It looks like there's things in it, whatever. And I go, okay, I'm going to use it. And I go to click and I use. And um, it says, you know, it's real hard to open. You – I was playing like a ranger, 
And like you, you try to hit it with your arrows and nothing happens. You try to pick lock. You can't. This is probably better off with somebody who is, has better ingenuity in these things. You're like, oh, the rogue has to use it. Hmm. Right. So then the rogue goes and clicks use box and then it says something different. Um, so there's not like skills or character sheets or whatever. It's just wizards do wizardy things. Rogues do roguey things. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Like that. And, and, and it's a, it's primarily puzzles. Like what you could, there's a rope in the room. What do you do the rope? You can examine the rope. You can use the rope. What do you use the rope on? Maybe I use it on the vial of oil. Now we've got a torch or something. Um, so it, it's a puzzle kind of type game. There is combat, which is interesting. You go and fight a thing and then, on the, the 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 tablet which we were using, showed uh, the the monsters on the screen. They weren't that difficult. And then you would you had cards. There was specifically to your character, and it said like attack seven, range two, or some kind of thing. Just very basic cards, right? Yeah. Attack everything in the room for seven, you know, type things. And you would pick it and you would scan it. So I scan what I'm going to uh, ability I'm going to use. And then it would automatically just do all the numbers and put all the stuff in. And you'd see the guys fight on the screen um, when you when everybody had selected their skills and things. And then it was that's, that was combat. It was like very simple, very straightforward. We got a story, and you had fun, and it was just role playing a story with puzzles in, in a okay. little short dungeon. So yeah, I actually gave it a thumbs up. I think it would be really fun. I don't know if I play it with our friend group, but I would definitely sure. play it with somebody for you know up to the age of maybe 14. Sure. Um, and just, just have a good, I mean, even, or sorry, I shouldn't say that. I would play with, with family. Right. right? Who, who don't play games or don't want to know what a character sheet is or, right. You know, they're a little they want more a thing that says wizard and then that's it. Sure. Some, yeah, just a little more casual. Yeah. It's, it's very, it's very casual. Very simplistic. When we explained combat, it was just a, hey, look, your card here says shoot. It's got a guy with a bow and arrow, and it says seven damage to the guy in the top left-hand corner. And that's that's what you do. That's it, right? You don't have to teach right. that. It's just what it is. Yeah. So, like, that's very cool. And it had a, it did have a little level-up level mechanic. So when you got enough, the game would say, congratulations, you level up. And then you got to pick from, like, four advanced cards to put into your deck. And then, of course, you scan them and add them to your deck. Right, but it's right. it just used QR codes for everything. I was like, oh, that's <laughs> real. And then it was we used one central, like I said, a hot swap type tablet where we all use the same tablet. But we quickly learned that it wouldn't be so much better if we just used our phones individually and just sure. scanned what we wanted to do. Um, so yeah, t- Tailmore, T A E L M O O R. If that sounds interested to you, more, whether more, you're more. you know want it for family or for for I don't say kids, but you know teens maybe mm-hmm. uh, or people who don't play role-playing games but are still kind of semi-interested in that thing yeah Tailmore, sure. good good thing to do so those yeah. were the highlights of the games that i played for this weekend is a lot but fun fun times nice nice um all right what have we i got through that in got... about 30 minutes dennis i was Amazed. Yeah, yeah, you speed ran <laughs> that a little bit. Um, we should just briefly talk about the Academy Awards, do which we, were do, last do we, night. Do, do we have I, to, though? I didn't watch them <laughs> because I, just like I didn't go to ICGCon, I also did not go to Maryland to our buddy Fox's <laughs> party, uh, much to my um, dismay. 
Um, and so I didn't watch. I just made a ballot beforehand and then checked. Did you uh, win this morning? I got I got about ten or eleven out of out of twenty three, which is not not too bad. Um, almost fifty percent. Yeah, almost fifty percent. Um, the big news is that our uh, pick, and that as much as we care about uh, these things, um, got a lot of nominations and also won most of those. Um, we're ta- I'm talking about uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, um, which is maybe, probably not the only time in my life, but the, the first time I can remember where I walked out of the theater and said, that's an, that's an Oscar movie. And not in the derisive way that we normally say because we would normally say that right yeah yeah in the last (laughs) in the last month um i've been trying to watch some of the uh what as i say noms the nominated films um and some of them are very oscary um i watched a movie called babylon uh with uh margot robbie and uh who else toby mcguire is a small part in that. It's a very strange movie about like Hollywood in the thirties. Um, it sort of spans some time, but it's really focuses on like the, the, the debauchery of it in a, in a kind of strange way. Um, and I'm like, okay, I see what that movie's trying to do. It's a little bit like a train wreck in slow motion, but it's very like, look at Hollywood, look how Hollywood it is. And then, um, I also watched a movie called The Fablemans. Um, okay, I hadn't heard of which, that one. It's, it's sort of Spielberg's autobiography of his childhood, okay. uh, but all the names are changed. So okay. instead of Steven Spielberg, he's uh, Sammy Fableman. Um, okay. But it's, it's still like, you know, a Jewish family, and his dad is sort of sort of understanding but over time becomes less and less like supportive of his of his uh burning desire and passion for making movies and i'm like oh okay yeah that this explains all of those dad characters spielberg has created over the decades um and it was fine like there was nothing really wrong with it um but it also was like well here's a movie about a director it's a very very oscars-y kind of movie um but and we've talked about everything everywhere all at once at length um but it very much was like you know we say this is different from what's normally and and i'm sure that people are going to come out of the woodwork and say oh that's just like this just like when hunger games came out and all the nerds were like this is exactly the same as uh um that uh, Japanese movie about the kids on the island with a much more straightforward name. Is it the Lord of Flies thing? No, it's more recent than that. It's like it's Battle Royale is literally what it's called. Oh, okay. And you're like, yeah, kids in an arena have to fight to the death. This is not a new this is not a new concept. Um but the way that um the Daniels who made who made uh, that movie wove together this fantastical multiverse premise with very human stories just felt really unique and really special in a way that like, you know, I try to put my, my 
head in the space of um, an Academy voter. Like, right. who did something outstanding in film, right? Who did something yeah. not even necessarily new, just something outstanding, something that stands out, something that's different in a way that that we can appreciate. Um, and that's what that movie seemed like to me. But For sure. Yeah, it, it won... Best Picture, um, I think Kate Kwan and um, Michelle Yao both won for Actress and Supporting Actor, or Supporting Actor and Actress, uh, respectively. Well-deserved. Um, they won for Adapted Screenplay, um, not Visual Effects. They gave that to freaking Avatar 2. Um, I mean, it was beautiful. And it didn't win best song that went to rrr which i don't remember the song from everything everywhere at once so uh there was a song not yeah i was like there was a song in this movie i i definitely in my ballot picked not do not to from rr um that was the only thing they got nominated for and that was also a pretty great movie but i also don't know a lot of indian films so uh, it might have been a little more uh um a little less extraordinary in its genre um but yeah that's all i that's all i really wanted to say about that is that i was happy that they got recognized for making such a unusual unique and special movie yeah i i agree i think um i I hadn't heard much anything except for kind of some news today on on Mm -hmm. it winning as as i was driving down the road there were talks with um key on the on the radio you know, his, his typical, like, um, honest and genuine kind of responses to things. So that's mm-hmm. what, what was on the radio. So I, I had a feeling that went well for for them. Um, and then I think today you guys were kind of talking about it, but I hadn't I've been busy today. So I hadn't really seen anything about the Oscars or, or Golden Globes or SAGs or anything. But um, I, I also felt that way that um, this, this movie, as I walked out of the theater – felt obviously amazing to me, but also that I knew that a lot of people wouldn't watch it or wouldn't understand it or would struggle with it. Mm -hmm. Um, So it it had the same feeling of, I I hope it gets, gets the word out somehow for people to watch this weird thing. And the only thing, the only way that usually ever happens is through these Oscar things is that the only reason people watch Banshees of Inishirin is because (laughs) it's been nominated, Right. Like yeah. fifty and people I, watch it, and then and most of those are the Academy people. And I and, like and I feel like it. I feel like that used to be, um, less common. And I don't know what made that change. I feel like the the gap between the masses and the and the elites, the critics and the Academy people, has always kind of been there. I mean, maybe not in movies because I'm sure movies for a couple decades were not regarded as a as a legitimate creative form compared to books and plays and and things um but you know you go back right like some of the past academy winners were things people saw like um i don't know saving private ryan or um i'm sure i can come up with other examples and i don't even know if private ryan won but uh um tom hanks won an oscar for forrest gump and everybody watched that movie right right um and 
you know, so, but I think it's gotten to a point where a lot of the winners are so, so obscure, so artistic that they don't get. And then there's also, as we always say, there's just too much to watch. There's too much media. Like, you know, there used to only be a dozen movies in a year. So, yeah, you saw the one that won Best Picture. Um, and that's probably the majority of what's happening. Um, well, well the, wor- the worst is, is that there's a lot to watch that are good and popular and that everybody loves and wants to talk about, let alone the massive amount of other things. Right? So if you have to pick, there's already too much to pick, let alone kicking off. I don't want to, sorry, I don't want to watch Aven- Avengers. Avengers. I would rather watch some weird off troubled pianist off the side of the road. <laughs> right. Right. And then you've got this movie, which I mean, what is, what does the title tell you? Like not, not much. much. <laughs> and then, and then if you watch the trailer, you're like, what is this? This looks like some kind of weird trippy comic book thing. And Definitely if you're has all the ingredients are things that people wouldn't want to watch. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Um, and it's in half of its foreign language, you know, or subtitles. Right. There's, there's there's subtitles. There's foreign language. There's weird, like, uh, whatever you call it, sci-fi, supernatural, multiverse stuff. Like nothing in the in the premise and the setup for any of that is is uh, tells you the the very very human stories that that movie contains. Yeah, and, you, and it's hard to sell. It's hard to like tell exactly. someone why you want to watch it because all the reasons you just explained right just mm-hmm. just like the trailers can't do it neither can can you the um so <laughs> yeah i i don't like that the oscars have become just this like let's highlight things that nobody knows about and then celebrate those because that's what the award ceremonies are in the last 10 years um it's it's almost uh it's one of those things that makes america not like hollywood in general because None of the things that they actually like are represented in any way. Sure. So that's a forum that's used for, you know, showing. And I don't want to knock the things that I shouldn't knock things that the, that the Oscars nominate because generally they are pretty good. You know, there's a lot of yeah. many so, things that I will watch from the Oscars that I will like, oh, that is what's really good. And I'm really surprised. You know? Yeah. Sometimes it's like last year but, was Coda, anyway, West, which is, an, which is another that thing that, that maybe when I walked out and said that, I thought this this is going to get those. But that nomination. Yeah. Coda. Mm-hmm. Sometimes just because of the um, just because of the massive amount of content coming out, you stuff just passes you by and you don't you don't notice it. And you look at it and you're like. What is this? Oh, it's a movie about a deaf family. Like I don't know. Is that going to be a thing? And now I'll, I'll probably just watch, you know, Star Wars yeah. again or whatever. And then you know, hopefully, if you're, you know, if the if the Oscar award winners and things are on your radar at all, it might pique your interest, right? And then you go, oh, I th- maybe I'll maybe I'll check that out. And is something really good and not, um. You know, just a, as we say, Oscar bait movie like The Aviator, right? Which was fine, but not a fun movie yeah. by any by any means. Yeah, it's it feels that I, don't, I definitely don't want to spend this time complaining about the Oscars, but it, sure. it, it feels this the out of touchness of things is that 
people where you hear actors and directors criticize things like superhero movies, right? Oh yeah. I won't watch that drivel or, you know, mm-hmm. it, that that's not real movie making. You know, it just makes people disgusted hearing Hollywood people talk about stuff, things that they love to watch or, you sure. know, star Wars just being a, a pop culture thing and not, not good, real, not real cinema. Uh, just because they, they have this idea of what they think the profession is so they they refuse to see the fun and the value in the, in those kind of of uh, films, and you will get years where there are good fun films out, but don't get nominated anything because they'll they'll nominate they would rather nominate like the Aviator or something instead of you know what what was popular because they they just can't bring themselves to admit that you know a, a fun movie is worth commenting on or or giving a, a, an accolade to. So we're getting off on there with everything everywhere. It was all of those good things. Um, and you know, I, I love Coda and I think it's a wonderful film, but I liked it better than Coda. And I think it was noteworthy and worth telling the world about to show this, this film mm-hmm. Co- Coda was too, of course, but um, everything everywhere is one that I think people should watch and can watch. I say should watch, I guess that's a wrong word, but uh, would enjoy, um, but I also could see people not getting it after like fifteen minutes. You know. Yep. Yep. I, I, I don't know how to describe that. Pretty, pretty much, if you don't, if you're not into it after fifteen minutes, then probably not going to be into it at all. <laughs> yeah, I know that I. So glad to hear. Um, good to hear. Oscars could get, finally get some some things right. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I enjoyed it so much. I kind of wanted to show it to so what a lot of my family. Our... And then, you know, as I thought about it, I was like, "Oh, I don't know if they're gonna really get it, or they're." You know, I sort of pared it down to just a, a few of my a handful of my siblings. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's probably because it is. It is very strange, right? We talked about that, but yeah, yeah, and and it. And it continues to be strange. And I think uh, not until, I won't say the third act, I will say halfway through, there, there's a point when the main character starts to kind of honestly understand what's happening with her with her daughter. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that and, and starting to accept that with her and herself and her daughter and all that. That's when, when the show finally starts to click on all cylinders, when it all comes together and you realize what you've actually been watching. And all of it comes, and then they show everything everywhere, kind of all at once in many different vignettes, and it all makes sense. That's one of the things I think I love about the show so much is that it feels like a bunch of nonsense that's crazy ridiculous, and it all comes together like it was planned, which it was. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Okay, so anyway, uh, that, that's excellent. Um, speaking of since we're on the movie topic, before we go into our weekly show i want to give a a two-minute review of cocaine bear uh Mm. watched it in theater with our buddy pat we were both taken aback that it was nothing like we thought it was going to be um it was it's squarely in the horror genre not in the comedy genre that we thought it was going to be oh okay Uh, you thought a bear doing cocaine was going to be comedy yeah we thought it was going to be funny like I mean, what isn't funny about the terms cocaine bear? I mean, I guess it does. It does. I mean, if you just had the title and you might think it was like a Sharknado uh, 
kind yeah, of thing. Yes, all, exactly. I, I've, like a I've not seen it, but all I knew about it is a bear does a bunch of cocaine, which sounds I mean, to me like a documentary that. that's a little... <laughs> a bear does a bunch of cocaine. I Okay, fine. fine. What is yeah, not I, funny I, about that I, sentence? I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But like... <laughs> In real, it's it's the kind of thing that in a in a sketch comedy would be a joke, but in real life, is it assuming that it that it is real life kind of documentary ish, which which is which I've also heard about it. Like, it is one of those things that, um, is not funny in real life. Like, uh, like as I complain about often, the live action Jungle Book, right? Sure. In a in a cartoon. A little boy spending the day hanging out with a bear is adorable and funny. In a realistic movie, a real little boy hanging out with a real-looking bear is not adorable and funny. It's it's unsettling. Yeah, yeah. This is definitely not. This is definitely not. Anyway, documentary I, I level. You. I, I cut you off. Go ahead with. Oh, your, that's great. Uh, Th- this really isn't documentary level of kind of realism that way. In that way, it's it's. I don't even know how to explain it. All I know is that Pat and I multiple times just turned each other and were shaking our head and said the words, what are we watching? What, what Mm. is that? What are they trying to do here? We just, I mean, and sometimes you can hear, you know how that laugh of it's a, it's a laughter. Like this is, I don't know what's happening. So I'm just laughing to fill the space. Okay. That's kind of what was happening. It's that um, they would do some things that you think are funny or supposed to be funny. Like kids finding cocaine, I'd say like eight-year-olds or nine-year-olds, whatever, two of them finding cocaine in the woods and deciding to eat it with a spoon. And, oh, that's funny. And then all of a sudden, a bear comes and ruthlessly attacks them. And you're like, what? And and I don't mean ruthless. I'm talking about this this doesn't happen in the movie, but it's an example of something that does happen in the movie. They'll come in and randomly start gnawing off their shoulders and ripping at the deep in, gashes into their intestines. Mm. And they show the whole thing at, at length. And you're like, what am I watching? Did I, am I watching, a, am I supposed to be laughing at the, the cocaine bit, which isn't really funny? Because, because let's say those kids, for example, who did, did the cocaine, never have really any effects that are funny. Because it's supposed to be you, you, you take drugs and then you act stupid, right? And then that's what's oh, funny. Yeah, I see, I see what you're saying. Yeah. But, but there's none of that. There's no like, funny there's it's like they give the the joke and no punchline right and sure. and you and then all of a sudden they they throw extreme amount of gore and and stuff at your face and you're like i don't even i don't even know and when when you start seeing limbs spray everywhere and it, and you think it's almost okay this is a get to absurd where they're just walking around like a joke it's it doesn't even do that when it gets to the to the gory parts it's like realistic gore where it's mm-hmm. not funny, it's because you know what I mean. They they, they can be yep, funny yep. parts where like, oh, the guy's hopping around on one leg looking for his leg. That's funny. Yeah, a little Monty Pythony kind of. Uh, yeah, no, not like that at all. Like he's he's screaming you know, bloody murder as this thing is eating his leg alive, and you're like, I don't. And Pat had watched. We were watching the trail the trailers, and they were showing uh, beforehand just tons of red band trailers for horror movies, the new Evil Dead movie, and some like mm. poltergeist type things. And he was like. Why are and he said? Why are they showing all these? It's like the fourth horror movie film we've seen, um, and then we we obviously found out why. And no, I no, took no, I, I'm know. admitting this on air. The judge can probably use it as evidence, but I took Sydney to see it, mm-hmm. 
did not realize, you know, we thought it was obviously ratings are stupid these days. It's rated sure. R. Yes. But there's a ton of rated R movies that are completely appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And this one, I just wanted to cover her eyes the whole time, even though she's old enough to deal with it, of course. Sure. But, you know, she even said to me, because we went to go watch it just because it was a movie, a movie, sitting in the movie theater, eat popcorn, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And and that was kind of her selling point, too. She's like, yeah, I can go. We'll go with you and Pat, hang out. It's always a good time. Yeah. Um, and then she said, yeah, Dad, had I known this was the kind of movie, because we watched the trailer before. If I had known this, I would have stayed home. And I was like, yeah, I, I don't blame you. I would have wanted to stay home, too. So mm-hmm. th- thumbs down for Cocaine Bear. It It doesn't know what it is, and it's... Neither. I'm sure it's hilariously funny to some people and, you know, who, who, who like that kind of thing, but w- was not, not a Michael film in any way. I don't think it was a Pat film or a Sydney <laughs> film. Either. Uh, yeah. And, and as some of that could have been probably fixed with the trailers that made it feel like it's more funny, even in, in the, the premise of cocaine bear. And there's so many things that just, he, the, the bear does multiple things of Coke, like huge bags of Coke that would murder any bear like he, you can't eat five pound bags of, of Coke. Even a bear can't. Um, and you're like, Oh, the fair's the bear's going to act funny now. No, no, that's not what's happening here. So anyway, that's, that's all I had to say about cocaine bear. I would advise against watching it. <laughs> uh, so let's do this week's movie, which was yours. This you pick, right? Yep. <laughs> All right. This week we watched Frequency from 2000. Uh, not no IMDb, not the TV series. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 2000. Um, Jim Caviezel, Dennis Quaid, uh, Elizabeth Mitchell, um, Andre Brower, who is the uh, chief in um, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, there was even a ten-year-old Michael Sarah in here. I didn't. What? what? Okay. Spot. It, the, what, was uh, he the son? He was. He was the friend. Uh, Noah oh, Emmerich, okay. as a as a as ten at ten. Uh, okay. Gordy, Gordo. Yeah, yeah. Young Gordo. That was Michael Sarah, apparently. Right, funny. Um. Yeah. So, uh, let's do spoilers for this because it's it's a fairly right, suspenseful. Yeah, it's a full spoiler on kind of full, show. full spoiler on the story. So I'm going to hit the bell here. I feel like we haven't done the spoiler bell in a while. Um, we are going to talk about the 2000 film Frequency in detail, including the ending. So if you've not seen it and you don't want to get spoiled, skip ahead and we will have final thoughts at the end. These are the kind of movies I like. I like these. Yeah, so that's sci-fi that's elements. why... You know, I mean, it turned out you actually had watched it, but when you told me you hadn't seen it, I was like, I am surprised Michael hasn't seen this because this is very, um, it's, um, um, to, to be fair, I, I didn't remember most of it like, as I was watching it. Cause I, I watched this, I mean, obviously not when I was a kid cause it was made in 2000, but, um, I watched it when it was relatively new and I've seen it a couple times since then. I watched a few episodes of the, uh, TV spinoff. Um, but as I was watching it, I was like, this feels like a little bit like a Roland Emmerich movie. Um, and it's not, it's a, uh, writer director named 
well, that's, that's the writer. The writer is Toby Emmerich, who apparently is no relation to uh, to Roland. It, he, okay. uh, his brother is the actor who plays Gordo, um, who I think I've only seen in this kind of character. Like, he he was also the best friend in um, Truman Show. And okay. the, it's basically the same character, right? Okay. Um, between b- Between that movie and this one. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, so it's sort of a time travel movie. Yeah. No, nobody travels in time, but they communicate across time, but still in this very like narrow focused feel good family kind of story. Yeah. Right. Um, it reminded me a little bit of the Lake House, Sandra Bullock and uh Oh yeah, yeah. I would and agree. Keanu that I think we watched for the podcast. Or um Yesterday, um where the guy wakes up in the movie with, or in a in a world with no Beatles music. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yesterday, yeah. Yeah. Uh the 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 theme the the um connective tissue I'm referring to there is a sci-fi story where the the sci-fi is not the point the sci-fi is just the framework for the family the human story that the movie wants to tell in the case of both of those two films it's uh it's relationships right romance um this one has a little bit of that but it's more about father-son stuff right between right Dennis Quaid and Jim Caviezel. Right. Yeah. Um, it, it's all, all the movies like this are, I like them for all the reasons that you just said. Like, I like that. I like the sci-fi element to it. Um, some of these try to try to, um, use the sci-fi element and then try to explain it all and make that kind of a key mm-hmm. part of the thing. And I think that's the worst for those kind of, it, it doesn't serve those, these movies as well. It's just, you can, except that people can put notes in a, in a mailbox and it goes back in time or something. That's, that's fine. Right. Right. Just, yeah, that's not the point. It's cool and it's neat. And, but what would you do if this happened to you basically? Yeah. Yeah. And this movie had more, it was interesting watching it again because it's been many years, but I still remembered the big story beats. Most of them. Um, I had kind of forgotten that so much of it was about the serial killer. Um, right. And, That's and what I, I had forgotten too. That's why I, I like, forgot oh, yeah. that there's there's a lot of stuff in the prologue about him fighting with his um his girlfriend, Jim Caviezel, yeah. the son chief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But I remembered the ending. I remembered some of the conversations. Um. I didn't remember that it had this sort of butterfly effect, like you changed the past and you fixed this one thing, but now you, you created a new problem. Right, right. Kind of the time travel paradox uh, thing, and I forgot that there was so much in the uh, um, in the ambiance in the in the periphery, trying to sort of explain the the science of what's going on. When when in reality, it's just there's a solar flare, or there's a solar flare is not the word. Um, yes, it is. There, 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 yeah, there's a solar flare. That's causing northern lights um, way far so, uh, further south than they should be, and um, 
and Dennis Quaid and somebody else made a, make a couple quips jokes about sunspots, right? With yeah. uh, with uh, ham radio, shortwave radio, right? Um, and that's and that's basically it. Like, there's more there than there needs to be. There's more than either yesterday or Lake House. Um, yeah. But uh, that's the story. And for for the most part, you have a lot of natural normal human right like the people on both sides think that they're crazy right that they're hallucinating or um you know losing it in in some way um which i you know appreciate it as well yeah i did too i i I, um it's definitely one of those things just like all these kind of movies again where if you think too too hard it can probably annoy you like I, i know for me if if i started thinking about all the what ifs like what 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 all right if he did this then what happened to this and what what that doesn't explain this and how come he's you know he he blows off his hand well then why does it just now appear where this whole fight happened without him having the hand and he now just you know stuff like that you're gonna lose your mind because there is (laughs) the writers just don't care like that's uh, they don't need to they don't want to that's not what they're trying to do here and you as a viewer should not think too hard either, right, about these right. things. Um, and, and that's okay. So uh, it also is – it telegraphs a lot of things. You kind of know what's going to happen, right, from mm-hmm. all, all the way through. Um, yeah. And, again, I say, I say to those kind of people where, like, well, there's no mystery in it, right, whatever, is that, yeah, it's not about if they're going to, like, live or if the father and son are get together. It's how they do. What's, what's the journey? How do they get to that point? Yeah. Right. Um, and that's what I'm interested in watching. And, you know, it it, it takes some kind of the drama out of it. He's not going to die or, or whatever, because you know, he's got to live, but that that's, again, that's not the point. It's how, how does this work out? And what what is the bow tie at the end? And this gives Mm -hmm. you almost too much of a saccharine ending, even for me, um, where like he, he, they, the writers even write that write out that he's got what is he got he's got his girlfriend and his wife now and he's invested in Yahoo. I'm like, mm. what? <laughs> they, they just really went high on the end of this happy ending here. They went super yeah. happy. They yep. could just said yep. dad's back and yay we're happy, but no, they went all the way. Yeah, um, yeah, w- w- which is fine. Um, so yeah, I I don't have much it's more a else little, to say from it. Um, Go ahead. A little like Back to the Future. Right. Yes. We're like, sure. Not not only does he not screw everything up by being in the past and uh, having his mom hit on him and and all of this stuff. Not only does Doc not get shot by the Libyans he stole plutonium from. um, But now in the present 1985, life is great and his miserable family are all happy and have good jobs and, you know. Yeah, it, it is, is what it is. Biff and that's is, fine, is right? has been knocked down a few pegs, and everything's great. There's no like investing in Yahoo thing, but that's you know. <laughs> no, no, there is. It's the book. His dad wrote a book. Remember? In, in this, oh yeah, he 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 writes a book, and yeah. so they're rich, just like this guy right. is. <laughs> which which goes to show you that you know if if you're rich, you get the girl, like in both movies. That's that's the thing that that makes your family stay together is money. It's true. It's true. But no, yeah, I don't, I don't have much to say. Come, come out of spoilers and just say I, I enjoy this movie. It's it is a kind of me movie where it's got you know fantasy sci not fantasy but sci fi ish types things mm-hmm. to it. 
that are just a component of the the narrative and the narrative is fun interesting i like how they deal with i say deal, that's the wrong way i like how they use the sci-fi parts of it to to uh propel the story forward uh back mm-hmm. and forth it, it could just have been a little like used a little bit but they they use it a lot you know multiple times when they're talking to each other and things and uh i i liked that so and i had a good time with it. i think i remember enjoying it the first time now i'm glad that i that i hadn't um remembered it so that i could remember the whole like uh serial killer plot on there not spoiler it's a part of the movie um and like i wish i so i now i got to kind of relive that and see that and and i did forget the the full ending of it so now i i can remember it now and yeah thumbs up i i enjoy i would recommend it to um any casual movie watcher i pretty much anyone i don't think would dislike this or get bored or anything it's yeah it's pretty yeah it's it's not um you know it's not a movie that's going to win any awards now right no. it's it's not uh it's a dennis it's quaid doing... movie it's that's all you gotta say right <laughs> it's, it's a dennis, dennis quaid. quaid movie that's that's yeah. that's a good way to say it but it's yeah. you know um it's got you know some suspense some you know j- just enough sci-fi if you want something a little a little edgy it's a it's fairly family friendly i would say um yeah, yeah, sure probably don't want to show it to kids as, as nah, you said, there's just, like murders, and stuff, mur- murders and and uh, burning building stuff. But um, yeah, it's a the teens are fine. But, teens are fine. But it's a good like um, as I as I said in the spoiler section when I was watching it, I I thought of it a little bit as a Roland Emmerich movie, which yeah. if you don't know is uh, the director who makes all those disaster films where everything works out. In the end, like uh, like um, Independence Day, yeah, yeah, um, and this was isn't one of his, but uh, um, it has it that it fits in that same kind of space in my mind. I agree, I agree, um, it would as well. So, so yeah, good, good, good things. Uh, I watched all three right. movies. Oh, quite. It's uh, it's your pick. Oh, my pick before, already. I was, I was already on. Move, moving on before I yeah. before I had a pick. Um, Oh, I'm thinking we're going to watch The Losers this the week. Losers. What is what is that? Uh, right? I'm glad that you said that. I Here's what I remember of it. I remember I liked it. That's all I remember. I remember Captain America is in it, and then I liked it. Um, Chris Evans? Yes, Chris Evans. This was before Captain America, right. and um, this was Someday post- I'm going to make you watch not another teen movie. Oh, yeah. yeah that, <laughs> That's also uh, him. It's it's post um, Fantastic Four, but pre Captain America, and okay twenty ten. I, I didn't. I didn't Zoe really... Saldana, yeah. Idris Elba. Yeah, it's got all the people in it. I think okay. Morgan. I can't remember his name. James Dean Morgan or some kind of thing. He was in Jeffrey Day. Dean Morgan. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. That's it. Yeah. Um, what my memories of this is that I one did not like. Chris Evans, like as an actor at all, like I, he oh, was just okay. an arrogant kid. And sure, then sure. I liked him in this. He's not a main. He's not the main character, by the way. He's, he's what you might think of him today. He's a side character. But uh, I remember watching this thing. It's going to be just awful. And then coming away from it, thinking like, "Wow, that was unexpectedly fun." Um, but I don't remember anything about it now. <laughs> so let's watch that one. The Losers. 
It was the first time I saw Zoe Saldana, though. Hmm. I think cool. we... I don't remember if we talked about this on the air. My first uh, movie I saw her in was Guess Who, the remake of Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Oh, yeah? With uh, Aston Kutcher, I think, and Bernie Mac. Right? The, the old movie was... I hope I didn't talk about this on the air because now I'm explaining it again. But the original movie was Sidney Poitier. It's a white girl brings home a black boyfriend. Okay. The remake is Zoe Saldana brings Aston Kutcher, her white boyfriend, home to bring home to meet her black family, and uh, Bernie Mac is the dad. I mean, it's it's romantic comedy, right? Sure. Um. Anyway, the loser. I, I should correct. I should correct myself. She was actually in Pirates of the Caribbean: Curse of the Black Pearl, and oh, I did yeah, recognize I her in that, but I didn't. I remember you saying like that. I didn't know her name then. That was the gotcha. first one I'd seen gotcha. her in. That one, and and I can't remember if Avatar was before or it was. I think it was before this, but she's in full makeup there. Yeah, so. you wouldn't recognize her in that movie if you didn't know. Right. So maybe maybe my time. Uh, Line is off, but um, because I think also Star Trek came out before her, but so maybe that was oh nine, yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, anyway, so so I've watched a uh, a mini series, uh, BBC, it's from three or four years ago, I think, um, called And Then There Were None, it's an adaptation of the Agatha Christie novel that I uh, read last fall, um, and it was it was good, I mean. A lot of, uh, I don't know if you call this historical. I mean, it's set in like the 30s. I think it's between the World Wars. Um, and so it is historical, even though it's fictional. Um, it pretty closely follows the book. Um, with, you know, some of the exposition happens differently, right? Because you have to show stuff in a TV show instead of just explaining it in in uh, narration, exposition in a book. Um and I think the the ending was slightly different, like just in the details and the mechanics, but the outcome is the same. Um, and so I can I can recommend that if you're a fan of the sort of murder mystery thriller kind of like thing this. that uh, that Agatha Christie wrote. It's I mean it's got you know because of the time that it's set and in which it was written, it's got some fairly archaic cultural. Uh, uh, norms and and um, whatever from all the characters, but that's exactly how it was written, right? I've um, got to I've got to get back to Poker Face now that you said that genre. Oh yeah, yeah. That um, just I'm pretty sure that just ended. I thought that episode nine was the end of the season, but uh, but ten sort of circles back and um, resolves some. Like it it seemed episodic, but there is an ongoing story and that sort of story is is addressed in the 10th episode I'm okay get you. um we're probably don't have time to get into picard or mando um what have you got you said you watched some movies i i did uh i i don't want to get into them deeply i just kind of want to overview them for like ratings or to be per prosperity Prosperity sake? How do you say that word? Posterity. Posterity. There you go. Or I'm saying posterity. What kind of word is that? <laughs> posterity sake. Uh, two are um, DC uh, animated 
They used to call them direct to video. I don't know what they're called now. Streamers. Uh, streamer, I guess. You know, they're not like on the theater type releases. Right. Uh, but mm-hmm. DC usually does some good. Their animated uh, wing is pretty good in general. Uh, I watched one called, uh, there are two new ones in this last year, um, Green Lantern, Beware My Power. It focuses on John Stewart. Both of these are kind of, DC does what's called a lot of Elseworld things, which they're mm-hmm. not, like, they're, how do I explain this, Dennis? Um, alternate universe? Yeah, just think of them as alternate universe. So many DC stories or and movies or TV shows or anything you watch are, like, not the Batman that, you watch when you were a kid or uh, you watch, um, I don't know. You watch the sixties. Batman is different than watching the Michael Keaton, Batman than watching the Christopher Nolan, Batman. And they're all different all the time. So it's like every, everything. That's a kind of how these are to mo- most DC products are. Every time you put out a new movie, they don't relate to any other movie. Right. Um, and, and so you'll see that, Oh, there's a, there's a guy named Nightwing and only, the basic information about him is what's carried over that he was like, you know, previous Robin, but then everything about his characterization is whatever this writer wants to write. Dick um, Grayson. Yes. Dick Grayson. So same thing with green lantern. Be my power. It's about John Stewart. Um, one of the green lantern people. It's the daily how- show guy. Right. Yes, exactly. But no. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, it's got, it's, it's, it has nothing to do with any of the stories ever written in, in the comic books, which is fine, but it also, the characters have, they're not like the characters at all. I mean, their powers don't come the same way. They don't act the same way. Um, it's just weird. Okay. It's, it's, it's kind of like when you see Shire Hall, which is um, Hawk Girl, and if you've seen her in anything else, she's not like that at all. If you see um, Green Arrow, and you've seen him, he's not like anything like that at all. And not in a good or bad way. It's just like, I don't understand, you know, they're just telling a whole different story that has nothing to do with anything else. Uh, uh, you know, who are the guardians? Oh, they're all dead. Why are they dead? I don't know. Just there. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it, it was fine. Um, nothing against the voice actors or the animation or necessarily the writing. Uh, but it wasn't, um, the, the, the story itself wasn't all that fun, uh, so, or, or that engaging. So everything else was fine and did a good job of what they were doing. But when, if you don't have a great story to tell, then it's not necessarily worth watching. No. Uh, and that's kind of where this was. Uh, that one was Batman and Superman Battle of the Super Sons. It sounds really silly and stupid because it's about two characters that I would generally hate, which is Damian Wayne and uh, Jonathan mm-hmm. Kent, which is Superman's son. Again, okay. again uh, Elseworlds. So that, so sure, sure. In this one, they he has a son. And um, I know I'll get letters about yes they've had jonathan kent for a million different print things but whatever it's about the it's mainly about these two characters and uh i would expect this to be terrible but it was really fun and i really enjoyed it um it has uh, plenty of uh scenes with superman and batman they're not just in there just occasionally they're in there a good amount and uh the story works well for why the super sons are kind of important uh Damien and Jonathan are great characters that are like very much like their father, but very different, uh, which is well done. Uh, Damien is unsufferable as much as we all know him to be, mm-hmm. um, except this one does a good job of making him feel like, okay, like he's insufferable for a reason. And I know the story is that there's a reason why he's insufferable, but 
most of the time, it's all you remember about the, about the guy. This one yeah. does a good job of reminding you that he's a broken kid with a terrible, mm. abusive past, and right. and made to be this way at every minute, and until this moment. And the fact that Bruce Wayne is the one that can is can shepherd him back into being a normal <laughs> person tells you a lot about his past, right? Right. Um, yeah. So it's a. Uh, this does several little little shots of him trying to interact with people like the Teen Titans. You get the occasional like he is a, a teenager. He is a normal, uh, not a normal teenager, but anyway, but he's a teenager. So mm-hmm. y- you have those moments of like, oh man, these kids are doing this. I kind of want to do that thing because I'm cool and awesome too. But then the kids don't want him, and then he reacts right, and right. just like a teen would, but you know, obviously assassin grandfather that raised him type thing. So, and then you have entered into his life, Jonathan Kent, who is very much like his dad, who's, you know, excited and happy and fun loving boy scout ish type person mm-hmm. and positive and, and doesn't get along with him well, but they just have this great kind of dynamic and they're put together and they're not happy and they're together and they don't like each other sure, um, <laughs> in any way, just like Batman and Superman hadn't. So they and they form through this this good this show that's pretty good, um, a, a good kind of working relationship and it's fun and I enjoyed it. I loved I loved the animation. The story was well done. The voice acting from the kids even to the adults were really done. Uh, I was surprised that I liked it because I thought it was going to not be great. So if you like DC animated things, this is an Elseworlds thing that doesn't link to anything else. It's own standalone thing, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, the hmm. last one is Strange World from Disney. This was the thing that came out, and I don't know if you remember it because most people didn't. Um, mm-hmm. Came out like last winter, twenty-two December, November, something like that, and then went to Disney Plus, and still people didn't see it. Uh, and that's for a reason because it's very forgettable. It's only been like three weeks since I've seen it, and I barely remember anything about it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's 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 supposed to be a father son story, family story, generational, like grandpa, father, son. Yeah. Um, but it's just lost. Um, it the strange world itself makes it confusing because you don't know what they're doing. They live in a strange world anyway. Then they go down to an even stranger world, and what's supposed to be strange is just always in your face constantly. So the stories being flat and not that interesting and the characters that are kind of flat and not that interesting put into a world that's just constantly goofy. Hmm. I just didn't know what to think about it. And then when it progresses with the story, you're like, okay, sure. Fine. Like they're trying to reconcile grandfather, like three generations of kids. And you're like, well, neither of these people are bad people. So it's not like you're, all they got to do is talk to each other and eventually they talk to each other and it's, they get, get along. You're like, okay, that's Disney. But, <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, you expect that, right? There's, there's yeah. no real big twist here is a thing. There was no surprise or heartfelt things per se. It just was what it was. Um, so this is a Disney one that def- or Pixar, it might've been that certainly fell flat. And I, I would rate it really low, not because it's a bad thing, but because, it's just nothing. It's just bleh. Hmm. Yeah. To- totally passable. Um, and you won't see them at Disney parks, so you won't even have to know it. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah. 
that's those are the three, yeah. the three I've got. What, are, what else you got for us? You watch History of the World things. Part Two? I started watching History of the World Part Two. This is uh, Mel Brooks. I've never seen the original film. I didn't either. History I've not of the either. World. Um, I watched the first one after drinking a little bit too much. The first episode. Yeah, that's that's what this stuff is. It's um, <laughs> that's what it's, this stuff is. It's Nick Kroll. Um, um, who's the tall guy? John Mulaney. Yeah. Um, as is playing Abraham Lincoln. No, it's not uh, John Mulaney. It's it's the guy from Veep. Um, I, I they kind of look similar, but they're not they're not the same. Oh, it's not okay. Okay, I've only yeah. seen the first two episodes, and that was one. I thought it was. It, I guess it's not. Um, you know, they're doing. It's it's like drunk history, except scripted, right? So they're retelling historical events with a bunch of ridiculous Mel Brooks style comedy. Um, it's very dumb. It's fairly offensive. Uh, but that's kind of the point, <laughs> well, right? It's, all those if, are if, correct. Yes. Yeah. If, if you've seen if you've seen Mel Brooks films, um, this is like that, right? They're not yeah. as they're not offensive in the same way as they were in the seventies and eighties. Um, but it's you know it's played for laughs. It's all played for laughs. Um, yes. And is I, I enjoyed it like what it is yeah yeah it's again it's I, funny. Was, I was not in a in, in a straight mind i'd say you know uh, i had one mm. extra whiskey than i should have had um <laughs> but i think that that made me chuckle a lot on the stupid running gags of abraham lincoln being too tall with his hat and um, right the the modern you know the guy with the can't have a booze the can't have any drinks which is completely stupid general um, grant i mean i mean historically ulysses grant is is was well from the perspective of history right who knows right but um one of the things people know and said about him is that he was kind of a functional alcoholic now who knows what that meant in the 1860s but like that's the whole gag it's like lincoln gets on him for drinking too much and so now that's his that's his whole thing in the second episode they go to a tavern in uh west virginia um and have to pretend like they're confederate right to to blend in <laughs> yeah um, it's and, and they use like modern speaking right it's yeah just, yeah it's yeah. it's intentionally very anachronistic um uh yeah a lot of a lot of humor about jewish people right because it's also part of mel mel brooks's shtick yeah um, yeah yeah, I mean, but it's, it's, it tells you right right when it starts. Like Mel Brooks says something about he's narrating at the beginning and says something like, "I had only one rule that I had to be like shown exactly like I was back in the seventies or something." And he, he's he's mm-hmm. got this cut bodybuilder body <laughs> with his head on top of it, and while he's talking, and like this is what this kind of this is what we're expecting to watch, right? Um, yeah, which I, yeah. I chuckled at, and then the rest of it. So I yeah I I will watch the rest of this thing and. I would not have. I think one of our buddies had mentioned watching it. And I was like, "Yeah, they're right. This is this is the, the perfect kind of movie to watch this." And I I expect us to be playing this at like get-togethers and stuff. Um, yeah, or probably. even movie nights if we ever have those again. So yeah, history history of the world part two. And I, maybe I'll go back and watch the first one. I don't know if it's seventies feels weird for me to, to watch that, but it should be fun. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. 
All right. I think that's all we got this week. I mean, we got a lot more here, but too much to go into. I think next yeah, week we'll we don't, Mando. Yeah, we don't, we don't quite have time to, to start another topic. I've not been doing anything else interesting. I started playing WoW again because they had a... Oh my god! They had, f- they had a free weekend, and I had a free month from oh, one of they've, my. They've got you with re- the free word. friend things, and I, I finally managed to kind of burn myself out on on the the management town simulator games that I've been <laughs> yeah, playing yeah. the crap out of the that's last fair, few months. That's fair. Yeah, and I was like, you know what? I just when I'm having it when the weather's bad and I've got nothing else to do, I'm gonna just log in and do some quests. That's very familiar. Um, you can play these sort of dragon things now, and they have a lot of like gliding mechanics, like uh, like Breath of the Wild and other. Like you can't really fly, but you can jump up and then glide, and you go faster if you're angled down. It's all kind of fun little little thing in the, that they can do with that with that engine after all these years. Um, yeah, I'm surprised they have. But that's another, not another engine rewipe and or reset. In as many years as it's been out, right, right. I mean, they've they've fixed and and tweaked it over time, but yeah, it's it's that part of it is fairly impressive. And now they're on their tenth expansion, so it's like, whew, yeah, right, tenth expansion. I mean, I look at things like EverQuest are still going and putting an expansion, and every time I look at them, and I'm like, who is still buying brand new expansions? I'm I'm sure there are, but it's got to be like ten dudes who are still running the one guild, <laughs> right, know? right. Uh, yeah, but so. I, wow is nowhere near like that low but i mean no right you know, st- still it's considerably less which good good on them I, I love it i love that they can continue to do it and it's a space that i could come back to if i ever felt like it and mm-hmm. and kick around in for like two weeks maybe and then leave um but yeah yeah i i think it's neat i'm i love that M- mmo is being successful i recently loaded up um summoner's war chronicles um i mentioned this a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago and uh i'm just starting to play it but i'm starting to realize that um i want to give it a minute i'm I'm playing a stupid mo- really stupid mobile game i'm even embarrassed to say it's called street fighter duel and it's a idol kind of type thing and mm-hmm. it, i'm just embarrassed that i'm even admitting it playing it it's because it, it's a gotcha game uh, but you ever have that like where you're fine with the gotcha game mechanics and fires of heaven or some kind of thing comes you just play it do it that's what i'm doing with sure. this one but at some okay. point i'm going to get uh, probably really fast burn out and then i'm going to play more of this summoner's war thing because it is a free-to-play action mmo thing but the the mm-hmm. key to it i think that's going to keep me playing more than anything is um it's like um oh, there is another mmo anime type game um black desert no no no, no but good good call on that one um, oh fork! It's real popular, and I can't think of it right now. It's also a really beautiful, great anime type uh, MMO game that's that's free to play. Um, and, and I know I'll forget it soon. Oh, um, Genshin Impact. That's it. You got it, man, Dennis. I'm glad you said I would have been dying all night. <laughs> uh, Genshin. It's very much like a Genshin Impact. That, that's okay. that's the way to think about it. It's like a full, awesome, wonderful game with with gotcha mechanics in it. Um, right. Um, and very cool anime stuff. Got summons and things, which are really neat. You play three characters kind of at once. It's it's very fun. I enjoy it. But the real big catch, real thing for me that's going to actually make me play it, actually, really, is that you can play it on <laughs> mobile, like on your phone and on the on the PC or on PlayStation. 
it's okay. cross everything. So you can just pick it up and play it. I can play it with my controller on my phone and, you know, at, at uh, coffee or whatever. So that's, that's cool. You know, pick it up and play it. And these games are typically ones where you play for like 15, 20 minutes, you know, and then put it down. Right. So, yeah, that, that's an MMO that it's kind of an MMO. You know, you know those things that you, they're mm-hmm. with other players, but you don't really play with other players. Right. Um, so I, 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 I get that one. Um, but I, you know, I'm still, I'm still playing the, the Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous occasionally in mm. Marvel's Midnight Suns. But um, I have to wrap up some of these things. I have to wrap that up in Heaven's, 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 I can't even swear what it is. Um, the PlayStation game because I want to play Last of Us and I refuse to start mm. another game without finishing <laughs> at least a couple before I get through here of those other games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's part of what tipped me over into trying because they were doing free weekend, uh, mm. trying WoW again because it was that or I was going to buy something else on Steam, something new. Even though yeah. I have plenty of things to play, I bought that cat game Stray and still. Um, haven't gone back to it. And I looked up Baldur's Gate 3 because people are talking about that in the other Discord that I'm on. And it's it's full price. And I'm like, I am on the fence as to whether I'm going to like this because I bounced out of mm-hmm. Divinity Original Sin like three times. And I'm like, yeah. I'm not going to spend 60, 70 bucks on a game that I'll maybe play. That I'll Well, maybe and you're not like. going to want to replay it like when it finally launches, you know. Right. It's still early access too. That's That was part of it. Yeah. And... Yeah, it's just yeah. all the so, games. So the, the last news as we close out our, our show tonight is that another reason why I've got to play finish these games is because I actually did the thing and I bought a Switch. Um, oh. So, yeah, I bought a Switch. Um, it's on for, for Mario Day on the 10th. March uh, 10th, our friends yeah. Uh, brought to my attention a very affordable package for the Switch. Um, it's $300 and you get a game, a, a Mario game. Okay. So yeah. I, I'm... I'm gonna play a switch. It's not the like it's just the your classic kind of switch. It's not the um it's not switch light or it's not switch OLED or anything. Sydney's is like a super cool, awesome OLED one. Um mm. it's just a normal switch. And and I see myself I, it's the uh the one I the game I decided to get with it was the uh Super Mario Brothers U, like the one that was on the the Wii U that was nobody okay. bought. Um, it's not here yet. Right. So it's delivered in the next week. But I, yeah. I've got Breath of the Wild. Sydney owns that one. She can loan me. Hmm. Uh, she's got the new Odyssey game. I can play that one. So I pretty much can play all the the games that are worth playing the, on the main on the Switch. The main titles. I have Hades on mine. But do you did you play Hades? Oh, I I played Hades last week. Like it's crazy. Um, that um, game is still great. It's just a great yeah, game. Yeah. Um, I never I finish it. I keep thinking of going back to it, but. You know, yeah. it's funny because I did finish it, but there's it keeps going. Like, right? Oh, yeah. We've we've talked about this. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah, and and I've I've gotten past the the ending, but I'm playing it now, and the story does continue to go, and there is still more things. And it's all about these relationships with these characters and continue to evolve. And you're like, I played through it a couple times last week, and with no goal, just to kind of like mess around and de-stress myself, and. Mm-hmm. You know, you take a little baby steps in the story every single run. And it's like, what a great game. You know, just what a, <laughs> what a wonderful game that I can take and feel like I'm just doing nothing and, and messing around and then also get a little bit of story with it. Nice. So, very fun. Although I hate the bow. I still can't play with the bow. The bow. I I don't remember if I... I probably tried it once or twice, and it seems like the kind of thing I would like. 
I don't remember now. It's been too long since I played I was it. Not I was not good with it. <laughs> All right. Well, you've been listening to The Front Porch. This is episode 288. Thanks as always to our friends at LRM Online. Uh, you can check them out. Our buddy, I'm sure, our buddy Fox, I'm sure, will have some reviews on Oscar films and the Oscars themselves. He'll be much nicer to, about the Oscars than we were. Uh, of course he will. Of course he will. Um, if you want to reach out to us and tell us your favorite wholesome sci-fi movies, uh, you can do that via email. Our address yeah, is we'll frontporchpod yeah. at gmail.com. If you go to our website, frontporchpodcast.com, there are contact forms there where you can reach out to us. Uh, also, possibly show notes. I'll try and get links to all the, the board games Michael talked about at the top of the show. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast, please consider subscribing on the app of your preference. Uh, and while you're there, if you leave us a review, we always appreciate that. It helps out a lot. As always, thanks so much for joining us. Until next time, I'm Dennis. And I'm Michael. For the front porch. Night, everybody. See you next time.